You're listening to So Much Pingle, the podcast about herpetology, field herping, and anything and everything about amphibians and reptiles. Join us each week as Mike and his guests explore the amazing world of herps across our planet. And now, bringing a half century of experience and perspective to the microphone, here's your host, Mike Pingleton. Hi, everyone, and welcome. Mike Pingleton here, and I am your host for these proceedings. And I'm very glad to be talking to you all again, and I hope everyone remains safe and healthy. It's been a wild week with fires and hurricanes on top of everything else we have going on. I was supposed to be traveling this past week on a little southern trip, but Hurricane Laura threw a monkey wrench in those plans, and I sure hope all of you that were in its path are doing okay. So I postponed my car trip for a week, and instead, I spent five days installing tile in my kitchen. Oh, boy. Uh, Backsplash tile behind all the countertops and behind the stove. So I had remodeled my kitchen last year, and I had been putting off the very last bit, which was the tile, but I really couldn't put it off any longer. But I think it looks pretty good, but boy, it was a real pain to install. And stuff looks easy on paper and when you're standing there in the store looking at the tile displays. And it looks easy on those remodeling TV shows. But there is a lot of fiddling and cutting to fit around switches and outlets. And, of course, none of the plane surfaces in my old house are level or square. So let's get rolling with episode 16. And on today's show, I talk with my longtime buddy, Daniel Dye who has been interested in amphibians and reptiles as long as I have, and perhaps a few years longer. And he also has a keen interest in spiders and insects and other creepy crawlies. And Daniel is a very good photographer of all small creatures, and actually we currently shoot the same rig, uh, which, if you're keeping score, is the Panasonic G9 mirrorless micro four-thirds. And, and oh, and Daniel's son, Michael, also shoots a G9. And if you recall from an earlier show, so does Josh Wallace. So the G9 is perfectly suited for herp work. And I'm thinking maybe Panasonic needs to cough up some compensation for all this free advertising. So if you're listening, Mr. Panasonic, I could really use a maybe a spare lens cap or two because I can't hang on to those things. Anyhow, I have included links in the show notes to Daniel's Herp Love Project called Florida Backyard Snakes, which we'll we'll be talking about. And a lot of folks in the herp world give back to the creatures they love, and Daniel is no exception. And Florida Backyard Snakes is designed to help regular people, that's air quotes there, to help them identify and perhaps appreciate the serpents that live around them and wander into their yards from time to time. And this particular project has been up and running longer than some of you folks have been alive. And uh, untold numbers of snakes have been spared the shovel thanks to this information resource. I just wonder about that sometimes. And a big thank you to Daniel for remaining committed to this project for its whole run. So let's get to my conversation with Daniel Dye. Hi, everyone. Today, I'm talking with Daniel Dye. Welcome to the show, Daniel. Man, it is a privilege to be here, Mike. Uh, I've been listening <laughs> to your podcast now since you started, and uh, it's an honor, actually. Thank you very much for the invite. I knew I was going to talk to you at some point uh, because we seem to have had a rolling conversation now for 
probably a decade. Yeah. And uh, it it's just another chance for us to chat. Only this time it's it's getting recorded. Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So watch what you say this time. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we first met. Um, uh, it's been ten years now. Uh, yeah. We first met on a trip to Colorado. Yeah. Well, I think we met before that. Did I we? think I think we met in uh, Alabama. At, was that uh, before that? Yeah, that was uh, maybe it was DeSoto Park. You you did a talk. Oh. You, yeah, I think that's where it was. That's, that's right. Yeah, the, uh, we did a herb survey down there. Yeah, and uh, we we did a little campground talk for the campers. Yeah. And I introduced you to my favorite phrase for holding turtles. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hold it like a hamburger. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, the turtle will fall out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the kids always love that when you say, hold it like a hamburger. They yeah. love it and they get it. Yeah. They just get it right away. Oh, okay. Got it. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'd forgotten about that. And uh, so... That was my gosh, 2010 or 2009 or something like that. Yeah, it was uh, uh, quite some time. That was the first time we we all piled into uh, my wife's car. 2011 because we had just bought her car. That's what okay. it was. It was before uh, Colorado later that year, and uh, we went to Pigeon, oh same year. Yeah, went to Pigeon Mountain that night and got home in the wee hours of the morning. I don't know how I stayed awake. If you recall that, yeah, uh, that's a that, long drive. That was. Yeah. We had a good time though. Yeah, I got my lifer Pigeon Mountain Salamander. Yeah, we got it on Petraeus, and I believe we we did we find a green as well up in the rocks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we got some green some green salamanders, and uh, it was a great trip. I got to hang out hang out with some great people uh, beside yourselves, and and Yvonne. I got to oh, yeah. hang out with uh, the the McConnells. Yes, and. Uh, See Joseph Jenkins and boy, I can't remember half the people on that trip anymore. Matt, uh, Matt, I can't think of Matt's last name though. Um, you hardly see him anymore. This particular Matt, but uh, he's he's he was there, and all I remember on the way back is I'm the only one that was awake. Everybody was asleep. I looked in the back, and there's three people back there snoozing, and I, th- <laughs> I think you sat next to me. You were in the passenger side, and if I recall, you were asleep too. I <laughs> I, I might have been nodding. Yeah, yeah. Long days, that's for sure, but but fun days it was. And then we went to Colorado. Um, you flew on a plane to Denver and I flew on a plane to Denver and we were picked up by the notorious Tim Werfel yes. and, uh, drove out there with Tim. And, uh, I, I knew it was going to be a different kind of trip when we drove over the Rockies at night and then, uh, parked in some foothills and then slept on the ground next to the cars. Yeah. Probably the coldest night of my life. It was cold. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. But and we woke up in the morning and there's this majestic, these majestic peaks and, and hills and foothills and stuff. And it was like, whoa, uh, yeah, I'm not, uh, I'm not in Kansas anymore. So, and then we had oh, a pretty good God. time there. We uh, went to the Four Corners area and did some, some great herping there and had a pretty good time. And we introduced Tim to all of our old timey uh, <laughs> 70s, 60s and 70s rock music. Yeah, so. I recall that. 
And so uh, I'm glad to have you on the show. And I want to talk to you a little bit about, you know, where you come from and where you've been and that sort of thing. And uh, you've been herping for quite a long time, right? Um, oh, yeah. Most of your life? Most of my life. Um, I, uh, you know, a lot of people, don't, uh, they don't know this, but I lived in Germany uh, from, oh, I was born in 53. I have two sisters born there and uh, my opa, which is grandfather, used uh-huh. to call used to call me frog boy <laughs> because he had a he had a field he maintained and uh and I would chase the frogs around I have no idea what species they were but uh I would chase them and catch them and uh so yeah I started real early I was probably four or five years old something like that and I spoke wow. German back then so <laughs> wow can you still speak German no Nine. No. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> no. But yeah, we, I started then. And then uh, we moved from uh, Germany to Rantoul, a place, you know, I bet pretty well. Yeah, I can almost throw a rock and hit Rantoul from my house. Yeah. And uh, that's so where I, uh, I really got into it there because, um, you know, I had a lot of freedom as a child. You know, here I am, you know, nine five, uh, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years old, something like that. We were there for four years. And uh, my my parents gave me a lot of freedom. I was all over the place. So I, I got to go down to the creeks and the, I walked the railroad track. I, I actually dug my first pit in the backyard and I placed grass over it. And the next morning I had a, uh, an American toad in it. So I really got, (laughs) 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 I really got introduced at that point. And uh, I remember your first tiger trap, right? Yeah. (laughs) And I remember the boys that were older walking around with, um, snakes um i'm guessing probably uh bull snakes or something it, it was so long ago uh so, so yeah you, you lived there because there's a there was an air force base there at the time uh yes ran tools about 20 miles north of my house and uh and then uh you how did you end up in florida oh my father was actually born in florida and I so uh, he had a home in tampa And uh, when he retired in 64, we moved uh, from Craig Air Force Base in Alabama, outside of Selma, um, to Florida. So uh, most of my young life, up to about 10 years old, was uh, in the Air Force. And um, so, like I said, I had a lot of freedom. So I could roam the woods in Alabama. Uh, I, I, I fished a lot. I, I, I used to catch turtles uh, <laughs> in, uh, at the lake when the lake would overflow. And I would sell the baby turtles for 49 cents each. So, oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was those, back. <laughs> those days are gone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This was back in the 63. And so, uh, you know, I'm like 10 uh, entrepreneur at 10 years old. And uh, and I would catch spotted salamanders when the uh, when the lake would overflow as well. So uh, and of course, there were snakes that I would find once in a while. My mother hated it. And to my father, the only good snake was a dead snake. But uh, he uh, he soon got over that. <laughs> <laughs> he better or else. Right? Well, there, there, there was one instance uh, I was uh, in uh, a place called Ellick City, Alabama. That's where all my dad's people are from. And uh, I was out in the cornfield 
This is out in the country and I'm uh, walking in the cornfield and I see a rough green snake and I'm chasing it down. The only problem is while I'm chasing it down, I'm also knocking down a lot of stalks. And so my dad oh. noticed this from the from the porch <laughs> and ran out there and uh, saw what I had done. I had caught it and um, he quickly dispatched of it. And, you know, that's the first time I heard him say the only good snake was a dead snake. And uh, that hurt. Yeah, that hurt me pretty much because yeah. uh, and of course, I didn't believe him. You know, because at that time I'm already studying, you know, I have these little field guides and stuff. So I knew it was a green snake, you know, a rough green snake. And you have already developed <laughs> as a field harper, a, a, a biologist, if you will. <laughs> yeah. And uh, you've already got your own mind on these things. I did. Uh, and I had yeah. a, where we stayed was at my great grandmother's house, house and uh, Uncle Ralph lived there. And Uncle Ralph wasn't quite right in the mind uh, when he was young. And uh, this is uh, you're talking about areas, a lot of country folk. You know what I mean? Sure. And, and when he was young, his uh, cousins, uh, I guess, gave him a little bit too much liquor that uh, affected his mind a little bit. Oh, so, my. So he wasn't all there, but he was the sweetest guy. And he would take me back to the branch. And what a branch is in Alabama, it's a creek. That eventually, you know, goes into the river somewhere. And he would show me all the cottonmouths and copperheads and water snakes along the creek. And so uh, I remember one time I'm walking with him and he's pointing out some copperheads and cottonmouths. And uh, he goes, there's one right below you. So I look down and we're on a bunch of fallen limbs and stuff and I don't see it. So he gets a stick and I mean, it's right there, but between us and the snake are, you know, a lot of debris and he touches it. Then I see it move. And I went, Oh my goodness. You know? So I was hooked. I was. Wow. hooked. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so that's carried forward your entire life. Yeah. Um, and uh, you're still going at it. Oh yes, absolutely. I, uh, I, I just haven't stopped. You know, I enjoy the things in the wild, not only reptiles and amphibians, I'm really into arthropods, you know, bugs and stuff. So, uh, uh, Oh, you said the bug word. Oh, good. I did. (laughs) (laughs) I said, I wouldn't say bug. I said, I would only say insect, but since you said bugs, (laughs) well, I I mean, uh, uh, bugs as in, uh, you know, hemipterans. How's that? (laughs) Okay. True bugs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's the ticket. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. And, uh, as an adult, uh, you you actually work, uh, are you, your career was in uh, pest control. Yes. And so you, you were uh, in, heavily involved in the, in the pest control industry. Uh, yes. But that doesn't, uh, if people have the vision of you stomping around in, uh, in, on bugs with big boots and a big <laughs> spray tank on your back. You know, kind of like uh, in Independence Day. Uh, that really wasn't you at all, right? That's, that's definitely not. <laughs> yeah, uh, you had a much different approach, and uh, you, you made a serious study, really, of the insect world. And you know, you know an incredible amount about insects. Yeah, like spiders I, and, and so on and so forth. Absolutely. I, I actually started in the industry in 1977 and um, retired in. Uh, 
2017. Okay. I had to guess for a moment. So I had 40 <laughs> years right there and uh, I'm still doing it. I'm still actually uh, traveling except for right now because of the, uh, uh, the situation that's out there. Uh, but I travel and, and talk, I give lectures uh, about uh, pest control, but my approach is definitely different. Um, I believe what is called assessment based uh, pest management and what you do, you, you assess the, the situation, you go into a house and see what's actually going on. And then you come up with some type of, uh, of remedy. And, and, and in many times it doesn't require uh, any pesticides at all. Uh, but sometimes it does there, you know, like for German roaches or bed bugs, you have no choice in that case. Sure. But, sure. Uh, but, uh, and that's what oh, I teach. You're not going in there with napalm and oh, no. flamethrowers and <laughs> well, the flamethrowers are fun. That's so. <laughs> yeah. Kill it with fire. I see that all yeah. the time. You know. I know. Good golly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. So you're just basically there to to solve the problem without basically being too heavy handed and um, exactly so on and so forth. So and so you still lecture and you're still sort of a consultant in that field, which is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I, I enjoy it. And being retired as you are, uh, you know, your, your, your income is fixed. There's, uh, it, it is what it is. And it's going to be that way for a long time. <laughs> so uh, when I do these lectures, I charge and I charge heavily. And so uh, it's that's my play money, you know, to to be able to get get out in the field and 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 still do what I really love to do. Hmm. I like your I like your style. <laughs> charge heavily. Yeah. <laughs> How can I charge heavily? Yeah. That sounds like a great idea. Um, yeah. Yeah. Play money because yeah, you just can't dip into the uh, the household account for frivolous good time, right? Because you've got to, to pay the bills still, and yeah, um, like you say, fixed income means fixed income. So that's exactly as right. As I found out recently, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's quite an so, awakening, isn't it? <laughs> uh, well, you know, I mean, so far I haven't had to go back to work, but yeah, I mean, we're, but we're not, you know, we're not eating cat food yet. So, oh yeah, uh, but yeah, you, you got to watch it. So, you know, I'm not going to eat cat food. <laughs> <laughs> no. I have, I probably have two ribeyes a week, bunch of hamburger, all kinds of sausage, eggs, bacon. That's right. <laughs> yeah. You're uh, a carnivore. Yes, I am. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so you have the you're you're doing the special carnivorous type diet these yeah. days. Yes, and um, it, you know what's really cool about it. My blood work has hasn't been this good since I was a young man. Uh, so uh, and and that's one reason why I did it because of health. Uh, not only did I drop weight, but uh, my triglycerides were always in the hundreds. I've had it as high as fourteen hundred at one time, and that'll kill you. So. Um, I decided to uh, cut out all the carbs. Now, once in a while, I'll still have uh, green leafy stuff and, you know, salads and stuff like that. But no sugars, no bread. Uh, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And but I will eat fruit when they're in season. Like, you know, here at the house, I grow, f- you know, figs, blueberries, uh, pears, you know, things like that. I have some citrus. And when they're in season, I'll I'll eat them. But cool. uh, other than that, it's pretty much meat. 
We didn't mention where you live, too. You live in Gainesville, Florida, where you can actually grow some stuff. Absolutely. I'm about 20 miles, 25 miles north of Gainesville in a little uh, ghost town called New River. Uh, outside right. of yeah, outside of Brooker, and this used to be a farming and ag area where they uh, grew cotton, uh, the citrus, and all that. But the frost line came down and took care of all of that. You know, over the years, you, you know how the weather changes. It, you know, sure. that's, that's just a part of the uh, the way the work the uh, the earth works. So uh, the town is no more. Uh, the only thing left in this town is my house. Uh, uh, New River was right here where I'm at right now. And you've been here and saw my yeah. big oak tree and all that. So it's, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, I love this. So place. can I call you the mayor of New River? I am. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yes. Okay. Yeah. The pay is right. terrible though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah, but nobody disagrees with you, so it's all good. Yeah, well, I do have one. Uh, she's oh. in the other other room right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I want to talk about a little project called Florida Backyard Snakes. Yeah. And uh, why, why don't you tell us about that project and how you got it started and where this thing has gone? Well, I tell you, that was a passion. I, I actually, in 1999... And we're going back a few years now. 1999, I got this idea to uh, join the web and and put something up for snakes here in Florida because uh, at that time there was nothing. I don't even think the UF site was up. So uh, I went ahead and started taking photos uh, using, of course, film uh, at the time. And I, I, you know, I got all the venomous snakes. I, at the time, we were living in a place called Destin, uh, Florida. And uh, Eglin Air Force Base is there, and they had this reptile house. So I was able to hook up with them and and get all the photos that I needed at that point. And, of course, I would get some stuff in the field, too. But, you know, with film, it wasn't the easiest thing. But, you know, I still manage. No, I remember those days. Get it developed. Yeah. Make it and find a scanner. Scan it in. Well, that was oh, a terrible, yeah. terrible it, process. It, it was, and, and quite expensive, too. So um, I put everything together, and in 2000, exactly 2000, September 19th of 2000, we uh, it was online. And that so this September it'll be online for twenty years, twenty years. That's that's amazing, and um, it is. It's very popular. Uh, a lot of people go to it. Back when I used to track it, I would get up to as as many as uh, ten thousand pages viewed a day from all over the that, place. So that's pretty cool. And so you did it as a public service, right? Yes. It, Sort of a hey, here's what we have, and this will help, these pictures will help you identify the snake you found in your backyard. That's right, and uh, it's uh, it's gone through a, a few. You know, it's it's evolved into what it is today, and I'm thinking about doing another uh, update here pretty soon. But um, in uh, most uh, all the photos are from uh, either uh, Yvonne, Michael, you know, my son Michael, or myself, uh-huh. and there might be one or two photos that uh, I I borrowed. Uh, from I think I have a oh uh, yeah I got an indigo snake photo from Dick Bartlett uh, okay yeah. and uh, Jake Scott I have a, a few photos from Jake Scott in there as well and, of course uh, you do 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, and, and it's strictly educational. Um, you know, I don't advertise on it, although I do have this one wildlife guy that um, uh, I let him you know, advertise on there because uh, it was just a mutual agreement between the two, you know, between us. I don't make any mm-hmm. money off of it, but uh, okay. some, someday I yeah. might. I don't know. But everything you need to know about Florida snakes is there. Uh, I have some contributing editors, uh, Lisa Powers. Um, yes. I, I have my favorite links. Your link is in there and several others. Uh, Glenn Bartolotti and his Simus uh, stuff. Oh, and yeah. Mm-hmm. I have his T-shirt on, as a matter of fact. But um, and it's just been a labor of love. I really enjoyed it. And we're still uh, adding to it. So uh, over 20 years, you've helped several generations of homeowners and mm-hmm. nature enthusiasts uh you helped them to identify the snakes i mean you have to be feeling pretty good about that that's that's a pretty good impact and considering the size you know florida's a big place and there's quite a few different serpents oh yeah uh there so um uh, that's that's something to be proud of i think and uh you know, I'm sure you ha- do. You have a forum these days where people can ask questions. How do they? How do folks, you know, ask questions about various snakes and stuff? You know, uh, Mike and I have been talking about doing that, uh, putting a some some type of a blog up or something like that in Florida Backyard Snakes. But what we have, we also have uh, Florida Backyard Snakes uh, Facebook. And ah, so, there we go. Okay. Yeah. And I, I'm not sure how many members I have there. Uh, five, 6,000, something like that. I don't know. I, I'd have to go in there and look. But uh, uh, of course, it links to my, you know, my website, FloridaBackyardSnakes.com. And I also have a link to the Facebook page on on uh, on the regular website, too. So, uh, yeah, that's and, and that thing's pretty popular. You know, it, it's it's grown quite a bit. And it's every day is active. I mean, there's and sometimes it's not good, as you know, <laughs> when, well, you, when you have a Facebook page, there's uh, fires to put out and lies yeah. to squish. And, you know, it's just yeah. copperheads being yeah. found in Miami, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, I, I spent an hour this morning putting out fires on a certain <laughs> a certain Facebook group, uh, yeah. just trying to keep things rolling along. So I understand. I feel your pain. And if I had a medal, I'd give you one for doing yeah. it. Well, thanks. Uh, <laughs> the, the Facebook group moderator is the unsung heroes, right? Because you're trying to keep something going yes, for, the, for the good of all the folks. And uh, uh, sometimes it's difficult. So... Um, oh, it is. Well, you know, uh, the, I'm a admin for several groups. At least I was because of my uh, involvement in arthropods, too. And I've removed myself from several of those. And um, I have, you know, Florida Backyard Snakes Facebook, Florida Backyard Spiders Facebook. I no longer have FloridaBackyardSpiders.com because it was just too much to keep up with. I had to, you know, remove something. And uh yeah, I can't imagine. There, I mean, there's so many. There's X number of snakes, but there's X times a hundred spiders in yeah. Florida. I, I'm I'm not sure how how one keeps up with that. Uh, you you have the Facebook group for spiders though, too, right? Oh yeah, that's still you up. That? Yeah. <laughs> Do you get a lot of the? I imagine the most common question you get for from spider uh, or people on the group about spiders is the whole uh, 
brown recluse issue yeah. or maybe a black widow issue. Absolutely. Is that correct? You are, you hit it on the head. Uh, uh, the recluse, especially because any brown spider anybody sees is all, it's always a recluse, you know, and, and it, everybody knows somebody that's been uh, bitten by a, uh, a recluse, you know, their cousins, brothers, sisters, first husband. Son. Yeah. They're, <laughs> yeah. They're called, they're called folks. Yeah. Friend of a friend. Folk. Friend of a friend of a friend of a friend. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, so I'm always putting those fires out. I actually on my Florida backyard spiders, uh, Facebook page, I have a little thing I wrote about, uh, about recluse spiders in Florida. And it, that holds true for a lot of States in the U S because, uh, they're not, in New York, they're not in the state of Washington. You know, they're, uh, right. you'd be hard placed, uh, place, hard to find them in parts of Illinois. So, although they probably right. are in the southern, you know, tip southwest tip I, down I there. I believe they are down there. Yeah. And uh, and I have photographed many of them. People live with them. Uh, there's been no uh, documented deaths from them, although you hear about people dying all the time and uh, there's no documented deaths from um, black widows either so yeah just to is, throw that is out is that right that hmm. is i i did not know that interesting why is everybody so scared of them then uh the uh, the media news hype um you know first of all the for a recluse to bite you uh it cannot crawl on you and just stop and sink its teeth into you it has to be pressed up against you uh, it doesn't have the the power to break through our skin by itself it has to be actually forced so uh, bites are rare and any uh, necrosis that shows up on somebody's body the doctor automatically says, ah, it must be a spider bite, uh, possibly a recluse. And, and I got to tell you, most of the time, uh, probably all of the time, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's probably staph or sprawl to trichosis or something like that. So, um, yeah, it's overdiagnosed way too much uh, being a uh, spider bite. Hmm. Okay. I like spiders. I'm, I'm not afraid of spiders. Although I'm a little apprehensive about putting a tarantula on my face. I won't, I, uh, I won't go that far. I won't either. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I like them. I, I do respect the, the spiders we have in, uh, in Peru because we have the, uh, the wandering spider, which yeah. uh, has, packs a pretty good wallop. Yes, it does. And, as you know, and um, leads to other problems. So I do respect that one, and I try not to let that one get too close to me. But yeah. uh, um, otherwise, yeah. spiders are cool. Yeah, and that wandering spider actually has the uh, strength to uh, penetrate the skin. So it's it's a fairly large spider. Uh, it's not monstrous, Indeed. but uh, uh, yeah, it's like certain wolf spiders that we have. They can penetrate. I know firsthand. One tagged me on my thumb <laughs> once. Oops. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it, it, it I was I managed to flick it off before it uh, caused any severe pain. All I felt was a slight needle prick uh, just as it began to go through the skin. And so oh I, I got, got it off of me before, uh, before that happened. But yeah, it, uh, it was quite a, it was quite interesting how it all happened. Wow. <laughs> so anyway, I don't want to get into do that, that again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
And and you're a big fan of the trapdoor spiders, I know. Oh yeah, yeah. I I've photographed many of them. Uh, they're hard to find, but once you get the eye, it's just like when you go cruising or walking, uh, you know, the field for snakes. You you develop an eye for them, and uh, you, you just. I, I guess I do a jig when I see a, a trapdoor spider. I sit there and do a little dance and go, hey, I got one here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a little treasure hunt. Yeah. Uh, I, I've seen a couple in Peru. And then uh, when I went to Malaysia in 2019, uh, mm-hmm. I was out with uh, Kurt Orion. Oh, yeah. And and Kurt uh, showed us place on a, a steep embankment. There were just every few feet there was a, a, a trapdoor spider's lair. And uh, he showed us the little trip wires coming yes. you know leading out of the trapdoor and how you 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 could take a straw and and strum those trip wires basically and the spider would come out and uh yeah it was pretty cool managed to get one on video so and, uh, <laughs> yeah it's that's uh I, man i'd love to see that video by the way i don't think i've seen it but it would be cool I'll have to I'll have to dig that one out and send it to you. So, yeah, well, yeah. that's a that's how I do it here too. There's a there's a trapdoor spider in uh, in Gadsden County here in Florida called the Torea trapdoor spider, and it's oh, uh, yes. uh, now uh, Dirk Stevenson has actually found them in parts of Georgia now. Uh, that he he keyed him out and sure enough it, uh, and he used some of my my photographs for the paper i was a kind of like a, a contributor to that paper and cool. uh, it's uh this it took me years to find one but i finally found one i don't know i don't know if you remember the session at uh, snake road when we all got there um one of the young ladies and i'm trying to think of who it was asked you know, your, uh, your target, you know, what do you want to see? And everybody was talking about what snakes they want to see. And uh, I said, I want to find the, uh, Torea trapdoor spider. (laughs) 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 Sure enough, a year or two later, I did find it. I think it was Melissa that, uh, that asked that question. Yeah. Marissa, 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 Marissa. Yeah. That's who it was. I think you're right. And I'm, it's starting to come back to me too, because that was uh, one of those around the campfire things, right? Oh yeah, where we all we all talked about things we wanted to find or things we enjoyed finding, and, and everybody yeah. got their turn. And and you uh, you threw the spider card down, and yeah. uh, <laughs> everybody fell asleep yeah. and went home. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, kill it with fire! Well, that was you yeah. know you brought back a memory. That was quite a night because once everybody did turn in, uh, there was a few people, including her, out by the fire, which was right there at my tent. And and they were arguing politics all night. It, oh my! So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that'll teach you to put your tent near the fire. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it was it was a flat place and it was high. And if you remember, it rained and a lot of tents got flooded. Um, oh yeah. That night. Yeah. I'll never forget. This is this this was the funniest part of the trip. I, in my opinion, I I had to get up and and you know go do my thing you know you know what you have to do in the middle of night sometimes and I, I i get out of the tent and i walk down to the river uh closer to the river so i can you know relieve myself and uh there there was a barge and all of a sudden that barge light shoo, turned and was right <laughs> on me <laughs> and there i am trying to do my thing and this light is on me <laughs> illuminated in all your glory yeah and then and then i looked up uh down the river a little ways and there was somebody else at the bank and the light went on that person so it was uh, (laughs) 
Anyway, the oh, fun man. the fun we have sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh so what uh you've been you've been to Snake Road, you've been mm-hmm. uh various places around the country. Where do you where do you like to go in, in terms of looking for amphibians and reptiles? My favorite place in, is uh, uh rodeo. And uh, uh you know, I I love going there. I, I New just Mexico. Did New Mexico. And then, oh, uh, you know, over the state line to that little uh, research center there. What is that place called? Um, the Southwest, uh, Southwest something research station there. Porto, Porto. That's it. Porto. Porto. Yeah. 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 And uh, we have been there. And my wife has been there twice with me, but uh, we've been there. I've been there four times already and um, may go back in September. I'm not sure yet. We actually talked about buying a piece of property there. And uh, uh, putting a septic tank and bring in electricity and water and all of that and uh, use it for a, a camp. You know, we just when we go there, we just pull the camper, park it, uh, hook up to everything and um, and stay there for, you know, a few weeks. Uh, it's I don't know if we can do it, but we're, we're definitely talking about it. Um, yeah, I'm sure there's land available. Uh, oh, yeah. it's, it's beautiful there. I. Like you, I enjoy that area a lot, and I haven't spent quite enough time there. It's it's wonderful. I I just don't get tired of it. We we considered selling the farm and moving there once even, but it's oh, wow. uh, it's too far away from uh, you know family, and that's the main reason yeah. we decided not to do it. So yeah, but uh, there uh, I enjoyed the trip to Four Corners. Uh, love to do that again. That was a lot of fun. I got to meet. Uh, you know, a lot of people there. Uh, it was just awesome, you know. Uh, and, and and from that one trip, uh, I've got lifelong friends that I, yeah. you know, I stay in touch with. And, and that's that's what's really cool about um, this. The, uh, the the herping group, you know, no matter who you are, where you're at in life, politics or whatever, we all seem to get along just just fine. You know, it's yeah. and, and and you have lifelong friends. I, I wish I could say that for some other groups I've belonged to in the past. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. There, I've I've made so many friends doing this that uh, it's it's just amazing, uh, and the community is pretty strong and uh, a very non judgmental community. I, I which I really like. I um, do too, I and. Do. Uh, People generally set. If people have prejudices, they set them aside for the most part. Which exactly, I like. it, it, you're exactly right. You know, I've I've met some uh, really good people, lifelong friends. Uh, Josh Hallbrook, of course, when he was here in Florida, yeah. we're we're very close as you are with him as well. Uh, Tim, uh, Matt Cage, uh, oh gosh, Mike. Gravins and all all those people. Uh, I hope I you know I don't I don't want to start naming names because I know I'll leave somebody out and somebody <laughs> will get mad at me and defriend me on Facebook. So. <laughs> but you know it's just it's just some good people you know uh, no doubt about it. Uh, so yeah, good stuff there. Where do you like to to herp around your your town? Oh my new fa- town. Oh yeah, my favorite uh, uh, place here, close to me, is uh, Osceola, or I'll go up to Okefenokee once in a while. Uh, uh. Ocala, uh, which is about an hour and a half away. Now that's a rough place to herp, but it's a great place to go get arthropods and stuff, uh, ah. bugs everywhere. Okay. Uh, and then my f- most favorite place in Florida is um, 
Apalachicola National Forest. That, that's my oh. favorite. Yeah, I've been there a few times. And uh, yeah, uh, again, it's not an easy place to herp sometimes. No, it's not. It's easier than uh, Ocala National Forest. <laughs> it's a, okay. you know, yeah. You know, Ocala, you could spend a week there and not see anything and then go back, uh, you know, the following week. And there's a pine snake. There's an indigo, uh, maybe a short tail snake. Uh, and, and But you could spend, you know, months going there. And all of a sudden that one day there they're at. It's just that's the way that place is. Hmm. And you get snakes on your property too, and some some pretty cool ones too, right? Oh yeah, um, oh, it's it has slowed down quite a bit, but back in 2007 through probably 2012, 13, uh, uh, cane breaks were a, a regular occurrence here. Um, you know, yeah. you would just see them. But uh, there's some pines that have been planted, and since the pli- pines have been put in around my my little area here, uh, the uh, the, the population of those snakes have have dropped. They're still around, of course, but they uh, I, I think they're they've moved their habitat to, uh, you know, uh, moved to a different habitat than I what I, I have to offer here at the house now. And uh, but the, the most abundant snake at my place is probably the Scarlet King snake. You know, I, we see them interesting all the time, you know. So I remember Josh Halbrook one night, he was here. He wanted to see um, the Spadefoot toad. And uh, and I have them like crazy. You can walk out any night and find them, except for when it's real dry. But uh, yeah. all of a sudden we're walking out at night and he's going, SK, 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 SK. And I'm going, what the heck is he talking about? You know, <laughs> I, I, I don't use those, you know, initials and stuff. I go, what? And he goes, King Snake, <laughs> you know, Scarlet King. <laughs> sure enough, there it was. And if you recall, we uh, when we went to Alabama to uh, uh, DeSoto, we had a scarlet king snake with us, and that was the one that he caught in the yard and uh, took it up there to show everybody. And when we got back home, because he, he stayed here before we went up there, when we got back home, we let it go back in the yard. So it, it was that was pretty cool. I have a photo of that snake. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you have a, I bet you have a photo of a little copperhead too that was no more than four inches long or whatever it was. <laughs> if you remember oh that, oh my one. gosh, the, the snake road copperhead. That yeah. a hundred, 150 people took 150 pictures of. Yeah. And then it was the most famous snake on the internet for like two weeks. Yes, it was. It, it, it went as far as Canada because there was a Canadian group there, <laughs> if you remember that. There's <laughs> always a Canadian group at Snake Road. Yeah. <laughs> Those so. Canadians, they're hardcore. They, they only herp, they only have like a two week window to herp up there. Yeah. So they have to come down here to. To get their herping in, so yeah, they're pretty hardcore. So, yeah, we <laughs> have. Joke, of course, but. Oh yeah, I, I, I'm with <laughs> you there. Well, here at the farm, uh, you know, I have uh, two creeks that meet out in the back, and uh, we we found snapping turtles, common snapping turtles, uh, slimy salamanders, uh, dwarf salamanders, uh, pine woods tree frogs are everywhere out here. Greens, uh, barking tree frogs. Uh, it's it's a pretty nice. rich rich place right here and of course the arthropods are even better so so you can walk out in your yard and find some kind of cool critter oh yes oh yeah and uh now that i have chickens i noticed that uh uh, a few of the critters have 
uh, declined a little bit. No. So I don't let them out as I used to. I used to let them free range. Now I only let them out for about an hour in the evening. So, uh, you know, they're, they're, they can't destroy <laughs> the population here. Chickens can be so very uh, predatory. So That's what I understand. Yeah, they'll pretty much slurp up any small object, oh, yeah. wiggly object. So, But the eggs are great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a trade-off, isn't it? Yes, it is. So uh, what, you got anything, any big herp trip plans? Or uh, are you like the rest of us with the... The current pandemic, it's kind of hunkering down and yeah, hoping for the best. And Yep, that's all I can do. I do have uh, something coming up, but it's uh, not herp-related, although uh, the last time I was there, I did find a, a copperhead uh, in Missouri. I'm going to a place called Rockbridge. Um, there's going to be uh, 20, 25 uh, entomologists there. Uh, I've been invited to go there for the last few years, and it's been two years since I've been there. So we all get together and and talk, and uh, of course we'll be doing social distancing and the mask and all that stuff. But uh, what's really cool is you there's a path there. There's a uh, of course a, a creek, a little river, I guess you could call it. Uh, and the last time I was there, I got a lot of photographs. Uh, we have, of course, the frogs and the snakes, but I'm mainly there for the arthropods and and just to hang out with these guys. Uh, you know, it's uh, unlike what you do when you go off with a bunch of herpers. These are a bunch of bug guys, and uh, we eat, we tell jokes, might have a little bit of scotch, and uh, just uh, just enjoy everybody's company. And so oh, that sounds good. It yeah, does kind of sound like a far side cartoon, though. It kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> and of, of course, the trout fishing is fantastic there. So I'll be doing a little bit of that, too. So uh, uh, I'm just uh, I'm really looking forward to that. But after that, I've, I'm not sure what what's going up. I have a few talks coming up if um, if this covid thing goes away. Uh, or, you know, at least subsides a little bit. So it's safe to get out, uh, which uh, I think there's one in Utah. I have one in Georgia, Virginia. Uh, gosh, uh, a couple more. I'd have to look at my notes, but I'm hoping I can get out and, and do a few of those as well. So, yeah. But herping, ah, it's just, you know, what we have to do here is just I go to Yvonne and I say, what, what are we doing tonight? And Okay, let's get in the Jeep and we'll go to Osceola and see what we can find. You gotcha. know, grab the cameras. Uh, I'm using that, that G9 now. And uh, Oh, yeah. I mean, we should talk a little bit about your, your photography, which you, you've been involved with insect yeah. and herb photography for quite a while. And yeah, uh, your, your son, Michael, as well. Oh, Mike is, he's a fabulous photographer. He's, uh, I've taught him everything I know, and, and he's better than I am now. You know, in in all aspects. In other words, he not only does photography, but he does video. He's got a wonderful YouTube channel, and uh, uh, you know, it, it's. And I'm proud of him. Let's put it that way. I'm proud of all my sons, but Mike's sure. the one. Mike's the one that took after me more, I, I guess. <laughs> and he, right. And, and yeah. he lives. And he lives not too far, so we still get together quite a bit. Cool. Well, I'll I'll put a link to Mike's YouTube channel in the show notes well that'd be great yeah because he's got some good stuff there i've I've dipped my toe in that a little bit 
Yeah, he uh, he does a great job. He's very uh, creative, uh, which I'm not when it comes to YouTube because I have I have two YouTube channels. And one is just uh, called Daniel D. Die the Second uh, Backyard Ventures. And the other one is the bug stops here. And that's pest control related. Uh, ah, and it's I like and the I, name. Yeah. The bug stops here. <laughs> oh, I said bug. I'm sorry. <laughs> that ship has sailed. It's far yeah. too late to take yeah. any of that back. <laughs> well, it still sounds better than than the arthropod stops here. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. Yes. But uh, yeah, I had to those, Google that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's an arthropod? What the heck? How do you spell that, man? <laughs> so, but uh, about photography, uh, I started doing uh, reptile shooting. Oh, gosh. I don't know. Back in the 80s, I think. Started with uh, Nikon. And uh, I've kept my Nikon equipment all the way to uh, until this year. Um uh, I saw a lot. When you came over to the dark side. I did. I, uh, <laughs> Mike, Mike went to uh, Micro Four Thirds, and um, I've been watching him, and I'm looking at his the quality and stuff. And uh, it the quality in macro is exceptional. You know, so um, I got rid of all that heavy stuff and went with uh, the, uh, the Lumix G9, and uh, I'm loving it. So, yeah. so you... And your son Michael and me, we all shoot the the Lumix Panasonic Lumix G9 now, yes. which is a mirrorless a mirrorless Micro Four Thirds. And I agree with you. I think it's a great little harping camera, and the uh, the macro aspect of that of that system is awesome. It, it I, really I, is. I'm surprised how at the great shots I get because I'm not you know I'm I'm sort of a photographer, but I'm not a photographer and I can get some good stuff with that camera. So very, oh, yeah. very pleased with it. I've seen them so. and yeah, you, you, you've got some beautiful shots and uh, it, I, and it's so much lighter. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> you know, when I used to throw that backpack on my back with that Nikon and my, even if I just took one lens, a macro lens weighed almost as much as the camera and, uh, it, and then your flash and all that stuff. It, I go, Holy cow, what am I doing? And, and take, hundreds of shots and get four that I like, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> and well, it's still, the, it's still the same way with uh, the G nine. Uh, I still have to take a lot of shots and, and most of them you throw away, but you uh, it, it, it's, it's more enjoyable because I'm not, you know, out of breath to pick it up. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're not like tilting forward when you're trying to take a picture because you're off balance with the oh, yeah. ten, 10 pounds oh, of camera. Yeah. Yeah, yes. And that's it's the, the I call reason it. I light it. I, yeah, it's just easy to pack around. Uh, the, it it those, really is. The only problem it, is it, I had to, I had to relearn fo- photography. You know, I got so spoiled shooting with a point and shoot when I'm really worried about composition mm-hmm. and letting the camera do all the heavy lifting. And all of a sudden it's like, oh gosh, now I got to start thinking about F-stops and ex- exposures yeah, and all of that stuff that I just put behind me years ago. Yeah. Um, but uh, well, I'm working that, on it. That, that was fairly easy for me because, you know, using uh, uh, SLRs and DSLRs for all these years, it, it was... No, it wasn't too bad. The only problem I have with it is in the field, uh, looking through the electronic viewfinder is uh, a bit challenging because I prefer the optical uh, viewfinder of a uh, of a, a DSLR. Uh, it's just my eyes are 
more in tune to that. But I'm getting used to it. In the studio, when I take photographs of insects back uh, behind me, I have a white box back there. Uh, They're amazing. You know, I don't know if you've seen some of the photos I've been putting on Facebook lately of of spiders and stuff. Uh, Yes. It's just pinpoint sharp. Um, And I mean, I could get similar photos with um, a good Nikon or a Canon, which is the both of those cameras I have used. Uh, And and they're very good. But there's something about that micro four thirds that just snaps. I mean, just pops out at you. So, yeah, it it seems to lend itself to to macro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. And uh, it's funny because we all end up shooting the same rig. Um, yeah. which I think is a good a good choice but uh, it I really think Panasonic, is. Panasonic should send us a couple lenses for all this uh, advertising absolutely yeah for they free. should make us ambassadors or something you know? <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah. I, and and uh, you know that the, using the, the electronic viewfinder, uh, the, the LED screen's great but you know I, a week ago I, at one night I was on in a cattle pond on the edge of a cattle pond trying to photograph calling uh, green toads. And I'm trying to do it through the viewfinder. And uh, because I, that's how you get your, you know, that's more natural than using an LED to me. But I'm trying to do that and not fall into basically <laughs> as a, a cesspool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, some sometimes that just doesn't work out. You know, it's just wasn't quite, you know, you're kneeling and you're trying not to fall in and trying to shoot backwards towards the shore. Yeah. Uh, at this at this frog the size of a, a fifty cent piece. And uh and you're like, hmm. Yeah. And there's gotta be an easier way. <laughs> well, you're you're absolutely right. Uh I have actually toppled over before, you know, trying to get myself balanced. Cause I got, I got to tell you the, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I, I turned 67 this year. And so I'm, I'm on the upside towards 70 and, uh, I, I'm not as steady as I used to be. I, it, do you remember me running up those rocks back in 2011 up at the four corners? <laughs> like a ninja. Yeah. And, and making that pose up there. You have that photo you took. Yeah. You were I'm like not, a ninja up there. Yeah. I'm like 50 something then. And, and, uh, I don't, I'm not sure I could do that anymore. I, I think no. I can, but we'll see <laughs> next time we yeah. meet there. <laughs> yeah. Well, definitely. I want to go back there. And so hopefully, hopefully you and I go back there uh, on the same trip. That would be fun. That would so. be awesome. Maybe Tim can put something together and, uh, yeah. and, and get up there again. Uh, maybe I'll, what I'll do, I'll say here, hold my beer and then I'll run up and see what happens. So <laughs> <laughs> hold my Guinness, please. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Yeah, you're a big fan of Guinness. I, know. I love Guinness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, it has been great to talk to you. I think we could sit here and chat for another hour. Uh, and surprisingly, I learned some new things about you that I hadn't known before. Oh. Um, so, I think it's interesting that uh, that happens, even though we've talked. I don't know how many hours we've talked over the years, but it's always good to chat with yeah. you and. Uh, thank you for coming on the show and uh, I'm going to put a show uh, in the show notes a link to the uh, the Florida backyard snake stuff too because I think that's that's just oh, awesome stuff and I'm I'm just I'm always aware of people who give back and do service back to the animals and back to the the critters that we love so much and uh, I think that's uh you know that's just great what you've done with that and uh, hopefully that'll just keep continuing to roll and and uh, continue to be of service so 
Absolutely. Well, I appreciate that, Mike. I really do. Uh, when I'm long gone, I'm sure Michael will will carry it on as well because he's he has a lot of input in, uh, in it yeah. as well. So that's that's good. You know that yeah. uh, that that he's there and has that interest uh, to do it. Because my other two boys, ah, uh, just a little bit. But uh, but I do have a grandson that is very interested in uh, in in herps and stuff. So uh, very maybe, good. Maybe the legacy was keep going, and a granddaughter too. Uh, Michael's daughter uh, Abby is amazing. She oh, she, I remember Abby. Yeah. yeah, she has no problem reaching down and picking up a, a snake, and she knows which snakes not to pick up. So <laughs> good for her. Good for her. Well, bring them all to Four Corners, and we'll go hang out and have a good time there. Yeah, and watch Grandpa run up the mountain. Yeah, <laughs> you got it, buddy. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks again, Daniel, and we'll we'll talk to you again sometime. All right. You take care and stay healthy, please. You too, sir. All righty. Thanks a lot. And tell, and tell Yvonne I said hello. I'll go give her a hug for you. All right. That'd be great. All right. Bye bye. Bye. That's it for episode 16. I want to thank Daniel for coming on the show. And as always, I enjoyed our conversation. And I look forward to the day when we can chat in person again, Daniel. And folks, be sure to check out the show notes for links to Daniel's projects. And of course, he's on Facebook and Instagram. In fact, he posts a lot of cool insect and herb photos on Instagram. And you want to check that out for sure. And once again, a big end of the show shout out to all the folks who sent me emails and comments and suggestions. Please keep them coming. Now, your feedback and support are much appreciated and keep the show rolling. And just a couple more things before I go. You can find all of the recorded episodes and show notes at SoMuchPingle.com. And you can join the So Much Pingle Facebook group. And you can also email me directly at SoMuchPingle at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. And in the meantime, please take really good care of yourselves and don't forget to hurt better. <laughs>